everybody this is Vinny Bucci aka the Booch and welcome to the Booch cast this week we got another special treat for you guys as we are delivering another classic pay-per-view review now as always I always assume there's new people joining the show listening to the show and downloading it for the first time so I will give the usual spiel that I give when we talk about the classic pay-per-view reviews for those of you who don't know here's how this works here on the Boochcast. These are done, these classic pay-per-view reviews are done by myself and my good friend Gator Ricky Ross. 
And what we do is we take a look at classic pay-per-views from either WCW, WWE, or ECW, and we look at them from the perspective of not just two people who are big fans of pro wrestling, but we also look at it from the perspective of two people who work in the wrestling business. Gator, of course, is a wrestler, a manager, he's been a referee, he's a booker, he's done you know, pop the popcorn, he's done multiple other things in the wrestling business. He pretty much has indie wrestling covered. Anything you could possibly do in, in professional wrestling, Gator Ricky Ross has done it. I myself am also a commentator, ring announcer. I'm a manager for Buff Bagwell. I've uh, done street team stuff. I've hung posters. I've helped with uh, providing accommodations for some of the talent. I've pretty much gotten the uh, wrestling business covered as well. So Gator and I have done a lot in the business, and we both have a great wrestling minds for the business, and we combine them together with our love of the business in order to properly take a look back at some of these classic pay-per-views from yesteryear. So, today we're going to be going uh, to ECW One Night Stand 2005. And this was basically the pay-per-view that Vincent, that where WWE decided, after they had bought ECW out years ago, they decided to do a one-night stand at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York and have this big ECW show for one night to bring in all the originals of ECW that they could realistically bring in and basically give them one night of just pure ECW So, ba- so basically what they did was, this is back when everybody, this is before everybody died or was blowed up. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, you do what you got to do, children. You do what you got to do. Yeah, so, and then, of course, there was, like, an invasion. Like, you know, uh, Eric Bischoff was sitting in the stands with a few raw guys. This is that famous uh, shoot where JPL fucked up the Blue Meanie. (laughs) Yes. Which we're going to talk about later. (laughs) Oh, yeah, a lot of people didn't like that. And JBL, of course, was there with the SmackDown guys. Oh, he got major heat for that. Wait, JBL got heat? Mm Mm-hmm. With who, the company? No, from New Boys. I thought The Office... I didn't know The Office had heat for him, too. If The Office didn't give a shit, that's what I thought. Well, I mean, you can't do shit like that. Like, you can't go into business for yourself. Like, that's not cool. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, just because you're pissed off at Steve or whoever, I made a name up, but still. All right, well, anyway, the show starts, and the first match of the evening is epic for a lot of reasons, but we have Lance Storm with Dawn Marie taking on Chris Jericho. His own personal bitch, Bill B-Y... T-C-H. Yes. And Don't forget Y-T-C-H. Absolutely. Well, Gator, take us through the match, man. This one is weird to me because I just got done at this point when I was watching this. I got done watching old Smoky Mountain tapes. Yeah. Where the two of them were tacking partners as, as thrill seekers. Yes, the thrill seekers. Good God, don't... Children, don't don't drink alcohol and try to do a review. Um. Anyway, but yeah, there was real seekers together. The thrill, the thrill seekers together. And so it was weird for me to see them battling, but that's what they did, you know. As they got further into wrestling, as they went along the way. I mean, they're both seasoned vets at this point, but 
This match was decent. I mean, it's a great opener. It's a hot start. Yeah, and then, of course, during the match, everybody else started interfering, like Jason and Just Incredible came out. and oh, That was your pop shit. That's all that was. Pop. Yeah, and they, they attacked Chris Jericho with the kendo stick, and then Lance Storm got the pinfall. And then at one point, a Chris Candido champ broke out. Yeah, Impact players. That's all that was. Yeah, the, and then, of course, there was a reuniting of the Impact players, so Lance Storm get the victory over Chris Jericho. And the only thing that would have been better is if it was a sunny day, but anyway. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but um, these I'm guys, sorry, that was bad. I know. Trust me. Some of these guys, though, they couldn't have a sunny day if they had a fistful of somas. But you know, did I say that out loud? <laughs> you need more than a you need more than a fistful of that. You need you need to be able to put your fistful in to hurt. Anyway, <laughs> I would know. I would know. Hashtag. 19-year-old from Virginia. Yes. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We had a triple threat match, or as they called them in ECW, three-way dances, which always felt weird for me to hear that. But it was a different match because was, it was elimination style. Yes, it was a super crazy against Little Guido with the rest of the FBI and Tajiri with Mikey Ripwreck and the Sinister Minister. By the way, side note, love Sinman. That motherfucker was one of the inspirations for why I became a manager. Oh yeah, isn't that James Mitchell? Yep, James Mitchell, Sinman, baby, Sinman. Yeah, it was great to see him. The uh, children love Sinman. Everybody loves Sinman. Yeah, absolutely, man. He was a great manager. He, even as James Mitchell in TNA, he was great. He knew how to take the littlest of expression and make you follow what he was doing with just the smallest expression, the smallest turn of his lip, the smallest quiver of his cheek. I mean, the littlest eye glance. He could strike fear into you and make you feel without even having to say a word. And then once he said the word, it was the intonation in his voice that made you go, oh, shit. Yeah, man, it's very true. And one dream confrontation I would have loved to have seen, even though we never got to, was uh, James Mitchell and Paul Bearer would have been a great stare down. That would have been a great one, but I would have loved to have seen James and Corny. That too. James and Corny would have also been great. I totally agree. Um, um, I don't think that ever happened, so... No, it didn't. So, but how'd you feel about the tr- about the three way dance? I mean, it was a regular three way. It was pretty much uh, standard elimination three way. Uh, kind of flippy. I mean, real spot monkey. But that was ECW, so. And well, yeah, the whole thing was spot, 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 and violence. So that I kind of yeah, like that's it. all. That's all that it needed to be, though, was spot, 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 violence. Right. So whatever works, children. Whatever works. Absolutely. And on that note, we move on to the next match, which. <laughs> Which is crazy because I've seen both these guys wrestle before in WCW. I've seen them both wrestle with their masks and both wrestle without wearing a mask. And that is Rey Mysterio going up against Psychosis. Yeah, now this was my favorite match. It was. Yes. Why is that? I enjoyed the hell out of this because this was Lucha Libre at its finest. It made everybody realize that ECW was more than just hardcore, you know, beat em up shit, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it definitely was a great match between two of the best luchadors on the planet. You know, oh, yeah. Myster- for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, it, it really varies morally. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love how nobody else understands what the fuck you just said. <laughs> Side note, you were right. He is great in the ring. Uh, I love him. 
I, I love too. him so much. I do too. He's he's a good guy. I've but, never met him, but I would love to. Yeah, I mean, I, I met him briefly um, at the show, but he was fantastic. And I would love to meet him, though. He just seems like a nice dude. Uh, he really is. And I love how some of you guys have no idea what we're talking about. And guess what? I'm gonna keep it that way. Because hashtag the business. Hashtag anyway, the business, yeah. So on that note, we'll just uh, move on to the next match. Here we had Sabu <laughs> with Bill Alfonso. This this fucking guy. And Rob Van Dam taking on Rhino. What? I'm sorry. I'm sure laughing at how morally it was buried. Um, okay. Um, yeah. So this was a match. This was that hardcore shit. That's all this was. Yeah. I gotta be honest though. Bill Alfonso, this fucking guy. I think he's funny. He's very entertaining. I want to shove that whistle down his fucking throat so goddamn badly. You're not the only person that said that. Joey Styles said that multiple times in ECW. I fucking hate that whistle. What is the, the the whistle does nothing. It distracts from the match. It distracts from everything that's going on. It makes you go, wow, that is very annoying. It like, reminds me of that Daphne girl in WCW whenever Crowbar would get beat up, she would just start screaming. It's like, bitch, you're not helping. You're not helping. Okay? It, it, the, the whistle does nothing. It, I, it, I don't know why he was allowed to keep doing that. If I was Paul Heyman, I would have ripped that whistle off his neck and said, I will fire your ass if you blow it again. Because it pissed the fans off, and that's what Paul was all about. So. Yeah, I guess, but it just annoyed me, and of course, Sabu and, and I, Ryan... I know you're not the only one. I think it takes away because the fans are, of course, going mute, so... Yeah. If you're watching it on TV, which I did, because I just couldn't stand it any longer. Yeah, and then Sabu delivers the Arabian Skull Crusher on Rhino through the table and gets the win. So. Yeah, one, two, three. Yeah, and then on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening, which, again, if you watch WCW WWE, you've seen this match numerous times. It's a little awkward to talk about now, but we'll talk about it anyway. Chris Benoit versus Eddie Guerrero. This is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um... I've always loved it because it's technically just beautiful. Yes. Te- technically sound is just like, oh my God, this is so technically amazing. It really is. It is what it is, you know? Yeah, it's a masterpiece. Those it's- two were artists. They painted pictures, man. They painted pictures. They were they were just artists. The best way to put it. The ring was their canvas and they just painted pictures. The only match that I think could hold a candle to those two's chemistry was Guerrero and Dean Malenko in the early ECW. Yeah, and of course, even though Eddie Guerrero was, as far as charisma goes, was light years ahead of Benoit, it helped make that match work. Like, Eddie Guerrero was good at psychology. Chris Benoit, not so much. But that, I think that's what made it work. The fact that Eddie could work the crowd in a way that Chris couldn't, but Chris, as a technical guy, knew exactly what to do. Right, and Eddie had the ability to make things work so that Chris could just work his magic. I mean, Chris was a technician. He didn't have to do anything or be anybody he wasn't. So, I mean, that's what Chris was. He was a technician. So all Chris needed to do was just work. Eddie took the... Took the reins. Yeah, he took the reins on the the crowd work. So, you know, kind of like how certain guys do that in comedy, you know. You've got your technicians, your Mr. Bujarellis, and then you have your fucking charisma guys, like me. Yes, and leave it to Gator to try to make everything about him. And No, fuck you. <laughs> Stop me when I lie. I, you just did. <laughs> I, I, just called did. You, I just called you a comedy technician. You can go to hell. I know. Or you can go to hell. Okay, I'm already there. You are. 
I am there. I've been to hell. It's big and it's blue and it's full of stupid people. There's also an orange door. Don't ever walk through that, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I did. I said it. I said it. Don't ever walk through that, motherfucker. And speaking of. I love you. You love me. Let's get together and have hoggies. Peace is nice. Peace is nice. Peace is better than chicken and rice. Anyway, so. You're fucking lie. <laughs> you should lie, you bastard. You should lie. Chicken and rice. Oh, I like to fondle your gulag's titties. Okay. Well, anyway. Big man would let me fuck him in the ass. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, one thing what? I would say is. Do what? No, only thing I want to say is I was saying, speaking of motherfuckers, obviously Joey Styles is not a liberal. But if he was, this would be his snowflake trigger moment that we're about to talk about here. Because this dude literally, he did not, this match was, the I'm about to talk about was 9 minutes and 52 seconds long. Joey Styles bitched and bitched and bitched through the whole 9 minutes and 52 seconds. I don't even know the circumstances surrounding this, but oh my god, Mick Foley did everything he could to keep Joey from leaping out of his fucking chair with this match and it was Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka which he's seen a million times and Joey fucking hates Mike Awesome so oh he does <laughs> Gator, maybe for the listeners out there, you, and for me, you can explain this. What what was with all the hostility towards Mike Awesome? Okay, Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome tried to walk away with the ECW title and go to WCW with the belt and pull a Medusa. And for those of you who don't know what I mean by pull a Medusa, remember when... In the early 90s, when Medusa dropped the fucking WWE Ladies Championship in the goddamn trash live on Nitro. Yes, I remember that. That's what they wanted him to do with the ECW title. Damn. Why do you want to do that? Why did he? Because the money. Hashtag money. It'll do it. So, anyway, Paul Heyman's father was a lawyer. So, it didn't happen. But it did almost happen, and that's why Joey hates him. Yeah, like, there were times during that match where, and I actually have some quotes from Joey Styles. At one point in the match, uh, Mike Austin did a suicide dive. Styles actually said, it's a shame he didn't succeed in taking his own life. <laughs> Quote. Ironically, 20 months after the match, Mike Austin took his own life. <laughs> can't write this shit. You can't. On February 17, 2007, Mike Awesome hanged himself and committed suicide. And Joey Styles said on June 12, 2005, it's a shame he didn't take his own life. Holy shit, that really happened. And as confirmed that this comment, as well as seven other comments he made, were shoots. He said if the original ECW was ending, he was going to say whatever the hell he wanted. Mm-hmm. And it was also notable for the large number of unprotected chair shots that both men took. Yes. Which, again, was fucking stupid. But, no, whatever. Look, I'm not responsible for it. But I'm, but I'm just saying, holy shit. I'm not, I wasn't the agent. You weren't the agent. I'm just saying, holy fuckballs. Joey Styles was mad. Like, you could tell. I think Mick Foley was uncomfortable. Cause he's Foley like, was sitting there like, god damn. He's like, Mick Foley had one thought going through his mind and it's the same thought that Gator and I have every time we tape an episode of the Boochcast and that is we gonna get letters. <laughs> yeah, he's going down to the gate of country gonna see what we can see. <laughs> 
So, anyway. We're going to get letters. We're going to get letters. Speaking of letters, if I was a rich man, I would let you drop a penny on the floor so I can fucking kill you because I'm true. Gator. Because I'm from Salem. Better. Um, by the way, coming soon to Gator Ruins of Childhood. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we're going to go to the main event of this uh, pay-per-view. We had the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, against Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman. Yes. How was this? It was a clusterfuck of hardcore bullshit. <laughs> Just being honest. It was. I mean... And then it broke out into the big brawl where everybody got into a conglomerated bullshit. And the Blue Mini almost died. So there you go. Yeah, it says here, JBL legitimately attacked the Blue Mini, causing him to bleed. Yep. And then Beulah McGillicuddy came out, and Francine showed up, and Balls Mahoney, and Axel Rotten, and Hollywood Nova, Stevie Richards, the, the BWO. Everybody was taking everybody out. It was a goofy-ass conglomeration of bullshit. Yeah, and then Steve Austin came out, and then uh, Eric Bischoff said, fuck ECW, and Austin hit a stunner on him, and then they all drank beer. And if you look real closely, and we discussed this... When Swinger was on the Buff and Boots cast at the time, uh, we asked him about this. Johnny Swinger was in that ring drinking a beer. And we asked him about it, like why he didn't have a match on the card. And he said originally he did. Apparently, him and Simon Diamond, who were a tag team in ECW, were originally going to wrestle on the card. We were going to see Swinger and Simon Diamond. But then, of course, like most things in WWE, they change shit around. Because they can. Yes. So they decided to cancel the match. And then instead say, you're going to be in the ring for the big brawl and drink a beer with Austin. And Swinger said, cool. He said, I still get paid and I got to drink beer. So I was yes. fine with it. So it works out. Yep, it all worked out for everyone involved. So that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude this review of ECW One Night Stand 2005. And make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at theboochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Also, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We got tons of great YouTube content on there from Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring, our archive watch parties, D&D one-shots, funny skits, holiday videos. Check them all out and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you'll know when the net new content will be coming to the show. We got episodes of Dark Side of the Ring coming very soon. We've got archive watch parties coming very soon and of course other great content coming to the YouTube channel. Subscribe now so you can be the first to check it out. And of course make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday July the 30th for WWE SummerSlam. So make sure you're joining us for SummerSlam. It'll be at the end of July, which is kind of weird because usually SummerSlam's in August, but whatever, we'll be able to see it. And whether it's uh, me providing the live stream or if the team does it, uh, that remains to be seen because I know that weekend, uh, myself and Buff Bagwell will be in Tampa Bay for the Tampa Bay Comic-Con. So 
depending on what happens, uh, Buff and I might watch it in the hotel room and do a live stream there, or we might turn it over to the team and the team will do a live stream. So I don't know what's going to happen. I can't make any promises on that. The only promise I can make is that Saturday, July 30th will be our watch party for WWE SummerSlam. Also, we got our live D&D show coming later this year as well. Still trying to work out the kinks on that. We're all busy as fuck, but we're doing what we can to make it happen. Also, we got some gaming coming to the show. Um, Elvis is going to be using his Oculus to um, do some gaming for the Twitch channel. And of course, uh, we got our Boochcast booking battle, uh, WWE 2K22. Uh, we got that going on, so we're going to be uh, doing the My GM mode. Elvis is going to be putting together a roster. I'm going to be putting together a roster. We'll be putting out shows, and we will find out who can put on the better shows, and once and for all, who's the better booker man. Vinny Bucci or Elvis Dolinsky. Coming soon to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. And of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at with prizes coming soon. The first level you can donate at is for 99 cents per month. This is for people who want to contribute to the Boochcast but don't have a lot of money to throw around because you guys have either a lot of bills to pay or mouths to feed. We would never ask our fans to break the bank or sacrifice a payment or feel guilt tripped into supporting the Boochcast. If all you can do is listen to the show and then take the link and spread it out to people to help us get more listeners, then you are already contributing to the show and helping us out a great deal. But if you want to put a little skin in the game and help us out, the 99 cents per month level is for you. Why? Because it's only 99 cents. It's not that big a deal. You guys are barely going to miss it, but you'll still be helping us out a great deal because every little bit helps us keep this show thriving. Now we got the second level for people who want to donate a little bit more money. If you got some money to throw around, you can donate for $4.99 per month. $4.99 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. So take that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with either a credit card or with GPay. And any money that we raise goes right back into this show. That's where the money's going. It allows us to upgrade our equipment. It allows us to bring in bigger name guests pay our bills, and take care of the guys who work really hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest of it to feed Zach ramen noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu.
adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>